Welcome back to the Informed Data Podcast. Sydney Landis here, and I've got Nick Fishman, our Chief Marketing Officer, here with me today. So, Nick, I heard you have an MBA in marketing. Well, in a matter of speaking, I guess I do. Um, uh, as as you know, the topic we're going to talk about today are fake diplomas. Um, and and years ago, this was really prevalent in our industry, um, and 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 actually continues to be, from what I understand. Um, and so what we wanted to do is uh, at my old business, we wanted to see what it was like to go buy one of these fake diplomas. As you can see right here, I have my MBA from Canterbury University. There's a nice raised seal on it and everything. Um, and literally, it took $90 um, to be able to get this thing. Um, they sent it to me. And not only did they give you the diploma, um, but they also give you a full packet of information that basically told you how to use the diploma, how it could be verified, all of those things. So that wow. if somebody was, I guess, naive to the fact that these things existed, there was a very defensible way um, to have this information verified. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, that that was me. I didn't know this was a thing until recently. And it, it's fascinating, really. So um, give us a quick rundown of what diploma mills are, what's their purpose, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I, you know, diploma mills are essentially they're scams um, and uh, and they are out there for people to obviously pay them money. Um, and in return, they get an instant degree in the um, in the field that they want. So, you know, name the major, name the type of degree, whether it's a PhD all the way down, you know, to a um, just a Bachelor of Science or Bachelor of Arts degree. Um, they make these things available for purchase. Um, and then the more sophisticated ones, in addition to just making them available for purchase, they're also selling you the verification of it on the back end, which of course is fake. But if a non you know, an unassuming um, employer or CRA were to call them, um, they would verify it and you'd be none the wiser. Right. And I read that there are many people or many reasons that people get fake diplomas. So they could just be trying to have fun with like friends to fool them, like have their PhD on their wall or something like that. Or maybe they um, lost their actual diploma and wanted to just replace it um, a little cheaper. Um, but people actually use these to try and get jobs, right? Yeah. And it's it, it, it's crazy. So not only using them to get jobs, um, but in, in, in some ways they're also using them to get tuition reimbursement, um, or, or to get promotions, you know, at some organizations, um, not only do you need a degree in order to get a job, which of course they're faking, um, but in some places, I, uh, employees can qualify for tuition reimbursement if they hit certain degrees. So that's the real fraudulent part of it is not only using it to fake to get a job, but at that point, you're really stealing from your employer. Right. Um, and then and then in addition to tuition reimbursement, um, there are many uh, organizations or companies throughout the country where you don't qualify for a particular job unless you can represent that, in fact, you have a degree. Um, and so it's crazy. But um, one of the examples we used way back when, uh, when we were following this thing, was a, a fake university called Alameda University. And uh, it was a very, at that point, a very well-known diploma mill. And we went on to LinkedIn uh, to find out how many people on LinkedIn represented degrees from Alameda University. Uh, and at the time, there were tens of thousands. Uh, we just looked today, it's like 5,200 are still out there yeah. um, claiming that they have degrees from the institution. Um, but, uh, and what was more alarming 
than just finding the fact that people were using Alameda University was if you went through the list of people and you just kind of spot checked and saw what kind of positions they were in, they were in some major positions, uh, including I remember people in government. I remember people that were doing um, uh, high level consulting at some of the big firms uh, around around the area and a whole host of other people. So it, it, it it's definitely insidious. Yeah, that's crazy. And so is it is it legal like this whole process? Is it legal to buy fake diplomas? So it's totally legal to buy one. Um, it's all what you end up doing with it. Um, right. The illegal part of it would, I, I imagine it uh, at that point is when you represent it in order to get something uh, monetary uh, in, in, in return. Right. So, um, but generally uh, the folks that are on the hook for these types of scams, they're the ones that can get punished by them. Um, and so um, if I remember correctly, uh, there was one, I think based out of Seattle or somewhere in that area, um, and I think that their big uh, university was St. Regis University. Um, and uh, they got busted. The FBI raided them. There were many penalties. But the interesting thing about that was there was actually a Regis University and still is in the Denver, Colorado area mm-hmm. uh, that unfortunately people began to think that Regis University was the fake diploma. And St. Regis was the legitimate. So um, it, it hurt not only the graduates of that uh, institution, but all this, also the institution themselves. Right. And so even though it's it's legal to buy them, it can be illegal dependent on what you use it for. People do it anyway. They may not understand the implications or they may not care. So how can em- employers avoid just being fooled by this? Yeah, it's a good that, that's a good question. So it's not a new concept anymore. Uh, employers and CRAs, by and large, understand that this goes on. Um, you know, maybe for smaller employers, they don't necessarily um, have that understanding. Um, uh, and um, of course, the implications for them are significant. People represent having credentials that they don't actually have, and therefore, when it comes time to work, um, if if those credentials were um, useful in the type of job that they were going to carry out. They don't have those skills. Um, so that's a, that, that, that's a big problem. So I think I remember that you had a story about a candidate that faked a degree and set up a fake phone number. Do you have that story? That was a crazy story. So, um, what happened there is, uh, we represented a a company, um, a, a global organization and, um, in order for the person that we were screening to qualify for a promotion, um, they they were doing a background check at that point. Interestingly enough, they weren't doing pre-employment background checks. This is a long time ago mm-hmm. now. And in order to be able, or at least the, whatever employment background check they were doing at the time didn't involve a education verification. And so um, we got uh, we got a... Um, a verification from this person to um, verify that they had a degree. I believe it was like from the University of Wisconsin in Reykjavik. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and they represented that. And um, we, uh, we, we got in touch with the University of Wisconsin. Um, and they said they didn't actually have a Reykjavik campus. Uh, but that if, uh, if anybody would know what type of degree and how to verify it, um, you had to go through their Tokyo 
um, office. So we called their Tokyo office and they said, no, we have no university there. Um, and uh, this, this appears to be fraudulent. We go back to the client with the results. We report it um, as if they're uh, uh, and, and, and let them know that it was fraudulent. And they came back to us not more than a week later and they were furious. Um, and the reason they were furious is because they contacted University of Wisconsin at Reykjavik and um, and they and and it was validated. And so we asked them for the phone number that they uh, that they were given uh, for this, and they basically told us the candidate gave it to them. Mm-hmm. We end up doing it. Uh, not only did we call the number, but we emailed the address um, and realized a it was a spoofed email. And B, when we called the number, um, the individual themselves answered the phone by their name. And so uh, essentially, they basically created this fake degree, gave the company a fake phone number that they called and verified, um, and and it was fraudulent. So it's a takeaway there that, um, in general, employers may not want to verify using the number provided by the applicant. Yeah, and the it same goes for employment verifications as well. Yeah. You always want to use um, resources that are independently uh, gleaned for things like that, whether right. it's going to a website and finding the phone number, uh, but you never want to use the information a candidate gave you, including a copy of a diploma that they have, Right. Um, whether it's for... Um, you know, a fake diploma school. You know, we had another instance for year uh, years ago where somebody represented they had a degree from Ohio State University, um, and and uh, we couldn't verify it. And the person uh, sent over a copy of their uh, diploma. They made a key decision uh, or a key mistake when they sent it over, and that is that Ohio State University goes by as we all know, the Ohio State University. Um, The was missing from the diploma. We immediately obviously knew it was a fake. Wow. Um, So you mentioned before that um, the college may be uh, accredited, but not like maybe accredited by a fake agency. So how can an employer ensure that a university is legitimately accredited? Yeah, so um, it's important to A, find out where they're accredited by, and then it's as simple as visiting the websites of those accrediting agencies, um, and they have full lists of everybody that has been accredited by them. Um, so, you know, a lot of companies today, you know, number one, if they hear a degree that they're not from or a university that they're not familiar with, the best practice is to go online, research it and see if it's legit. It, even if it looks legit, you still yeah. have more work to do, including the accreditation part. Um, and, um, you know, even though a lot of the stories that I'm telling you are from the past, um, they do still, uh, exist. Um, there are still people that are doing this and you just need to be very careful. Yep. And so if employers don't do this, what are some of the possible implications of hiring someone with a fake degree? Well, we were talking about it before. I mean, the, the implication, if it's a, um, you know, I suppose if it's a position that doesn't involve some kind of regulation, you know, they, in, in all likelihood, um, if if an attorney uh, said that they were a, a licensed attorney in a certain state, you'd rely less on the degree and more on the accrediting body like the American Bar Association. Right. Um, but for jobs that don't have that kind of thing, um, you, the, the, the damage is that perhaps you're hiring somebody that doesn't belong in that role. Right. Yep. 
Awesome. Well, uh, those of you listening, if you are only listening to the um, audio version, you can check our website for the visual version and you can see Nick showed his fake degree. It, it looks real. It's crazy. It looks just like mine that I have hanging up on my wall that I paid a lot of money for and spent a lot of time on. Wait, um, you're saying you have a fake too? No, it's real. So okay, I'm saying right. it looks just like my real one, which is crazy. I was going to um, say twinsies. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, big takeaway, make sure that the people you're hiring are qualified by ver- verifying their education. Um, everybody tuning in, thanks so much for listening. And thank you so much, Nick, for joining. Thank you. Thank you.